0: Pastor, author, and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef, beginning this episode of Leading
1: the Way. My beloved special friends, I want to tell you, if there is a desperate need today, it is to understand the times in which we live. It is to discern how we got to the state that we're in, as far as biblical knowledge is concerned.
0: Unlike at any other time in history, information about Anything is available to anybody at any moment. But even with unlimited access to knowledge, biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high. Up next on Leading the Way Audio, Dr. Michael Youssef challenges you to read, believe, heed, and obey all of God's Word. Please do remember that Leading the Way is listener-supported— Lives are impacted worldwide across six continents. Learn ways that you can partner with Dr. Youssef in passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth when you call 866-626-4356 or ltw.org. But wait until later, though, because right now, listen with me as this episode's Teaching Time begins
1: biblical literacy has reached a very low ebb in our culture today in fact i read the story about a pastor a new pastor who came to a one of those mainline denominations where the bible has not been central and he is very bible centered bible oriented pastor and so he wanted to feel the pulse of the church and he decided to visit the different Sunday school classes. So he went to a Sunday school class of boys, and then he asked them the question, do you know who knocked down the walls of Jericho? The boys, one after another, began to deny any knowledge of it. Everyone says, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. One said it wasn't me. The other said I wasn't anywhere near it. The other said I I don't even know where it is. This new pastor was so deeply distressed. He was so deeply appalled by the biblical illiteracy, and and, uh, he decided to go and speak to the parish council. So the parish council was meeting, and and he came and he said to them, he said, I went to these specific boys' Sunday school class, and, and I was appalled at the fact that None of them knew who knocked down the walls of Jericho. The members of the parish council were very quiet. And finally, a seasoned veteran of disputes in that church spoke up. He said to the minister, He says, It appears that this matter has bothered you a great deal. But I've known those boys since they were born. And they're good boys. And if they said they did not do it, they did not do it. (laughs) I believe them. Let's just take a special offering for the repair and maintenance fund and fix the walls and get on with it. (laughs) While general knowledge has been on the increase in the last hundred years, biblical knowledge has been reaching a lower and lower ebb. Even non believers in the past, they used to have some biblical knowledge. They have some understanding of some knowledge of some stories from the Bible, and you can still hear it today. But no more. No more. And the reason for this is that our postmodern culture has invaded every aspect of life. Our postmodern thinking has replaced biblical worldview. Our postmodern culture thinking has erased or erasing the knowledge of the Scripture. How did we reach this abysmal condition, this abysmal state of biblical illiteracy in the West? 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, it says that the people of Essechar, that's the tribe of Essechar, were wise. But why were they wise? Because the Bible said they had understanding of the times in which they lived. And my beloved special friends, I want to tell you, if there is a desperate need today, it is to understand the times in which we live. It is to discern how we got to this state that we are in. It is to understand all of the facts that brought us to such abysmal state as far as biblical knowledge is concerned. It is to know where we have fallen, repent, and turn to the Lord few moments ago when I began, I talked about our postmodern culture. I have no doubt some of you did not know what that means. But you nodded your head. But you're in good company. I spent many years in graduate school hearing professors use big words I didn't understand, but I nodded my head. (laughs) Historians have divided the history A.D. after Christ into three segments. They said there is pre-modern, modern, modern, and post-modern. And I'm going to tell you about each one of them very, very quickly. The pre-modern time began with the collapse of the Roman Empire on the 4th century, when Constantine made Christianity to be the religion of the Roman Empire, the official religion of the Roman Empire. People from that moment on, they began to interpret reality in terms of their relationship with God. That was the beginning of this pre-modern culture. Their worldview were colored by the knowledge of the Bible. But gradually, the Word of God and the worldview became distorted. It became disfigured. And the power and the authority that was in the Word of God shifted to the Roman Catholic Church, which ushered what the historians call the modern period, the 14th century. And during the modern period, there were two competing worldviews. Listen very carefully, because this is very important. Two competing worldviews. And those competing worldviews have replaced pre-modern to a modern time. What are these two competing worldviews? The Reformation, and the Reformation came first, followed by the Renaissance, or Renaissance, as some pronounce it, either way is fine. <laughs> the Reformation opened the eyes of the population of Europe. But what happened, the Renaissance came nipping at its heel and hijacked the Reformation. The Renaissance gradually fought against Reformed theology and made man to be the center stage instead of what the Reformation said that God and His Word at the center stage. Slowly but surely, in Western civilization, man displaced God. And the cry of the time was, I think, therefore I am. Now, here's the important point. Secularism, which we now see in spades, secularism is the direct descendant of the Renaissance. See, everything is connected. One historian claimed that this was the time when God was dethroned and man was enthroned. This was the time when humanism and the natural world began to replace biblical worldview. This was the beginning of the marginalizing of the supernatural. Mercifully, there was a group of good and godly men and women who tried to escape from this horrors of the Renaissance and the persecution of Christians, and make no mistake about it, Christians were persecuted in Europe. I'm talking about faithful Christians, Bible-believing Christians. And so these godly men and women wanted to escape from the toxic environment in European culture and the persecution. They sought to found and build a biblical society in the New World— where the Word of God occupies the center stage and not man. And thus, they landed on Plymouth Rock. Can I get a thank you, God? Don't you ever believe anybody tells you that America was founded on anything other than the Bible, the Word of God? As a matter of fact, David Horowitz, an agnostic Jew, wrote a book called The Dark Agenda. He asked me to endorse it. I was so blessed that this agnostic Jew is showing clearly with evidence that this nation was built upon the Word of God. And so, at my endorsement, I said, I'm sure you're asking the question, what would a nice evangelical pastor do endorsing an agnostic Jewish book, uh, author? But in the end, my endorsement is, the truth is the truth is the truth, no matter who said it. But as often the case, even in this brave new world, even in the the people who wanted to found a new world built and based upon the Word of God and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the godly founders of this nation who came and wanted to have a nation built on biblical truth. But as always the case, I told you, Satan always nips at the heels and by the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th centuries, ushered the attitude that man can do all things, not through Christ who strengthens him, but if he puts his mind to it. Have you heard that before? You see, and this attitude unleashed what has now become known as postmodern period of history, in which we now live, although even some Historians are saying that we are coming out of that, but we never know normally until we look back. Postmodernism did not start in the 60s, as some people say. Postmodernism thinking and the secularism thinking began with the roaring 20s. And this brings me exactly where we are today. I want to make sure, before we know where we are, that we know where, how we got here. In fact, we have a saying in the Middle East you don't know where you're going unless you know where you came from. Now, I pray, God, please, God, that from this place, God would ignite an awakening, a revival that would usher forth a godly remnant that will stand strong against the current of culture. Question What are the characteristics? Of postmodern thought that is now flooding our schools, university campuses, workplace, entertainment industry, social life, and the tragedy of all tragedies some churches. Here's a sample of postmodern thought, and I know you will be familiar with this. The pursuit of truth is meaningless. The idea of morality is obsolete. The sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman, husband and wife, is archaic. The authority of any shape, form, any authority is to be despised. All of these falsehoods are in books, in the academia, in the court systems, even it's in businesses, it's in the boardroom, it's on the shop floors, it's in the movies, the television industry. And sadly, yes, it has invaded many a church. Everywhere you go, you meet the foot soldiers of postmodern culture. Everywhere you go, there are foot soldiers. (laughs) These foot soldiers are ready to pounce on you, to intimidate you, to silence you, to hound you down and beat you down emotionally until you surrender to them. And before long... You find yourself beginning to talk like they talk, and you begin to defend their arguments uh, under the guise of love, and then you begin to adopt your biblical convictions uh, to their worldview, and you become anxious to be accepted by these vicious soldiers of the foot soldiers of postmodernism. And so you begin to reinterpret the Bible. We're seeing that happening all over the place. They're reinterpreting the Bible. They're rewriting the Bible in order to be accepted by those soldiers of political correctness. You may ask, well, Michael, what are the characteristics by which we can recognize this cultural invasion of postmodernism? Well, I'm glad you asked because I want to tell you. And I have five characteristics they'll help you recognize falsehood. And I'm telling you, every one of those can only be combated by reading, believing, heeding, and obeying the Word of God. First of all, when you hear, all truths are equally valid, or every opinion is equally correct. When you hear it put this way, you know you're dealing with a foot soldier of postmodernism when you hear them say those in authority have no right to exercise their authority that the husbands have no right to be the spiritual leaders in their homes that the parents have no right to t- instruct their children in fact some are working on making that to be illegal <laughs> we say what about the authority of the word of god they will say oh This is just the church's way of enslaving people. What about the absolutes of God? Oh, that's just your interpretation. (laughs) When you try to defend the truth and the fact that the Bible said there is right and there is wrong, (laughs) they say, yes, the Bible is an archaic book and no longer relevant to the 21st century. Second way to recognize, second characteristic, by which you recognize these foot soldiers of postmodernism, is style more important than substance. Outward appearance is far more important than inward commitment. Now, beloved, listen to me. Uh, That is why the fastest-growing profession is the spin doctors, Spin doctors are not only in politics, they are everywhere. Spin doctors are hired in businesses, they are hired even by some churches are employing spin doctors. Postmodern thinking says you create the impression you want to create. Impression is everything. Appearance is all that matters. Packaging is more important than content. Outward appearance is more important than inward reality, and that is why Hollywood make-belief has blurred reality. Thirdly, the third characteristics of postmodern thinking is this. Words have no inherent meanings. What do I mean by this? A word may mean one thing to you and mean something else to another person and mean something else to me. The same word they're talking about. Same word. Dictionary definition of words do not mean anything anymore. Some people sometimes hear me preach my heart out from the Word of God, and they would walk out and say, well, that's just his opinion. Fourth characteristics of postmodernism thinking, which overwhelming our culture today, and it is this. They put it in different ways. Just watch for it. Western civilization is oppressive. Other civilizations are much better. And so now they take civic studies out of curriculums, removing them out. Remember, it was Western civilization that originally was founded upon the Reformation and the Reformation theology, not the Renaissance. The Renaissance hijacked the Reformation. It is Western civilization that brought about the technology that we all enjoy, that brought about all the freedoms that we have in our constitutions. Here's their argument. Because Western civilization has been built on Judeo Christian thought, therefore, it is oppressive. Father God is out, Mother Earth is in. Fifth characteristics. In this postmodern culture is where thinking has been replaced by feelings. Some of you read my book, When the Crosses Are Gone. Well, that book thesis is I'm showing how in seven aspects of life, including education, the environment, in all these aspects, your feelings, all that matters. Thinking is out, feeling is in. (laughs) And so, Christians in the past, when they shared the gospel, they appealed to a person's intellect. That no more. Now, in postmodern culture, where feelings and emotions of each individual person and your value, your own personal value, that's all that matters, we cannot appeal to intellect anymore. Years ago, I remember one of our church members came to me so excited that she has led her Hindu neighbor to Christ, that she received Christ and prayed with her. She received Christ. I said, wonderful. I said, did you tell her that she now has to give up all the other gods? She looked at me, she said, no, it never occurred to me. I said, do me a favor, just go back and ask her if now she received Christ as Savior and Lord, would she let the, all the other gods go? And my friend, to her utter horror and amazement, came to see me. She said, I can't believe it. She said, no, I just added Jesus to all the other gods. See, that's what we're dealing with. Beloved, Hinduism has invaded our culture more than you realize. Hinduism is reigning supreme in Hollywood. In the past, when we disagreed with non-Christians, we used to think, well, they're sadly mistaken. We still love them. But in the postmodern culture, when we disagree, we assume that all views are correct with someone, except the Christian faith. ABC. Anything but Christians. Now, beloved, Satan's deception has never changed. Let me tell you something about Satan. He's a one-trick pony. He really is. He's a one-trick pony. He's not very creative. God is a creative God. All creativity comes from God. Satan is an imitator. What he did thousands of years ago in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, he's doing today with professing Christians. You do not need to read, believe, and obey the Bible, do you? Why? Why? Why do you do that? Because if you read it, it's going to tell you that sin is lawlessness, that sin is of the devil, that sin is evil, that sin is an affront to a holy God. Why would you read, believe, and obey the Word of God when it tells you that immorality is a rebellion against God when in reality, it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of sexual preference. It's a matter of gender preference. It's all a matter of personal choice. Hear me right, please. I'm getting close to the end. The Bible answer to Satan's deception is found in Proverbs 14:12. There is a way that seems right to man but in the end, it will lead to death. If you want to live, I mean really live, read, believe, and obey God's Word. But if you want death, though you might be living, then ignore it. If you want life and life abundant, drink deeply from the spring waters of the Word of God and be satisfied. If you choose the wilderness of slow death, you stay in the desert of postmodernism. If you want life, then allow the power of the Word of God to change your behavior. But if you want death, follow Satan's deception and doubt its authority. From the very beginning, God gives us an opportunity to choose life or death. Life or death. In the garden, Adam and Eve chose death and they were thrown out of the garden. In the wilderness, God said to His people through Moses, you can choose life or death. And then later on, Joshua said to them, choose this day whom you'll obey. Today, God's Spirit simply speaking to everyone at the sound of my voice. Please listen. This is God's Word. This is not my words. I am incapable. This is God's Word. And God's Word is saying to everyone, choose life. Choose life. Choose life.
0: Thank you for joining Dr. Michael Youssef for Leading the Way. If you have faith questions, speak with a Leading the Way pastor or a counselor. Start that conversation at ltw.org slash Jesus. Hey, is it your heart's desire to see others in your neighborhood and others all around the world experience a richer walk with Christ? Well, you might want to consider taking steps to help expand the reach of Dr. Youssef and Leading the Way. You can do that by becoming a frontline mission partner. These are friends of Leading the Way who support Dr. Youssef through prayer and financially on a monthly basis, equipping those on the front lines of spiritual battle to share the gospel boldly. Learn how you can stand with Dr. Youssef. Give us a call. 866 626 4356 Or you can go online at ltw.org Now, as a Frontline Mission Partner, you'll get a nice discount on the online store. Dr. Youssef will send you a special gift if you're a new partner. Plus, you'll be the first to get ministry updates. 866-626-4356 And ltw.org